You're listening to the Moist Boys Podcast. Uh, Rogue One really works if you know what happens directly after that movie ends. I think it works even if you don't. Even if you don't, it's still a great war movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, knowing what comes immediately after it, and it's like, oh, okay, that sets up all of this stuff. Um, I am also, I am also probably super in the minority of the people who are don't. I didn't need there to be an explanation for the weakness in the Death Star. It wasn't an exhaust port. You have an engine that big running something that fucking huge. You need exhaust to come out somewhere. And who thinks some farm kid is going to shoot a torpedo into something that is pushing out air at a crazy amount of like the rate of like air pushing out of that has to be crazy to then shoot something into it where it will completely perfectly keep its trajectory going into that against that current to blow up the thing bro use the force yeah exactly he used the force like you don't need to like logic the weakness into the death star that's part of the it's like that's how cool the force is he literally magicked a weapon into something that you should not be able to get a weapon into. Yeah. That's how I've always felt about that. So like everybody's like, Oh, well now they, they, they fixed it. They fixed why the death star had that thing. It's like, they didn't need to though, because of course, if you're going to build something that is a giant vehicle, it needs exhaust to come out of somewhere. I liked it both ways. (laughs) Personally. That being said, I still like rogue one a lot. I liked that. I liked that it was it was the force like to me it it still is a huge portion of it. I also liked that there were rebels working with inside the Empire and that's a cool idea that somebody put a weakness into this machine because they were they were a rebel like that's still a really cool story to me. Did it help Luke? Sure. Did would he still have forced it into there? With the force? With the force? Yes. I've never jammed it right in there. I've never thought about it that way though like of course it would have some kind of exhaust port. That, yeah, that's all I'm saying. It's probably not more than one. That that's not yeah. the only that's exhaust not the only port. One, that was just right? the only one they found and had on paper. Yeah. yeah. Or plans or whatever USB drive they were using. <laughs> yeah. Because there's no, yeah, there's no way that something that big, there's people living on that thing. Like there's an exhaust yeah, port you somehow. Yeah, you gotta expel all that. All those, those farts gotta go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally the fart port. Yeah. Uh, so on the, on the fart note, uh, fart, fart port note, uh, welcome everybody to the voice boys podcast, uh, trading on your, uh, nostalgia since 2019. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Josh. I'm Jonathan. I am RJ. And I'm the best bro, Heather. Uh, so today I would like to, uh, work on, uh, exploit everyone's, uh, nostalgia for a little, uh, <clears throat> A little uh, franchise known as Pokemon or Pokemon or any other number Pocket of Pocket Monsters pronunciations that people see. Pocket use. Monsters is a legitimate pronunciation it of is. it, yeah. but like Pokemon is what everybody's mom called it. 
Pokemans. Pokemans. My Which mom called it Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon. there it is. Mm-hmm. Which it always weirds me out when people our age call it Pokemon. Because it's like. So, as, to just completely troll for a minute, they're not true fans. <laughs> if we call it Pokemon? No, if we call it Pokemon. If you call oh, it Pokemon. Like somebody who grew up with it who calls it that. Pokemons. Oh. You don't need that negativity in your life. <laughs> Unfriend them, unfollow them. Just cut them out like a cancer. <laughs> they are a cancer. Oh, uh, yeah, they are. Um, so today we're here to not talk about Detective Pikachu, the live action Pokemon movie that will be should be coming out uh, this weekend. Instead, we are going to try to uh, manipulate the algorithm to get our. Uh, <laughs> Let's get on trending, motherfucker. Yeah, we got to start trending here and uh, <laughs> get the SEO working to our advantage. Uh, so I should have done uh, some better uh, preparation. Maybe uh, someone else can look this up. But there is a, an artist out there that does uh, realistic lifelike Pokemon. Um, he has a couple of books for sale as, w- as well where you can buy um, like big art books that have huge panoramas of the of the Pokemon and like really detailed drawings that are really cool. Um, but I saw those a few years ago and that kind of uh, implanted the seed and got my brain working about what what that would look like with a more realistic uh, style of, of Pokemon. R.J. Palmer. Yeah, R.J. Palmer. Shout out to uh, him. You can... Um, hey, R.J. Palmer. Please sponsor us. <laughs> please sponsor us. We also us. have an R.J. Send us your realistic Pokemon drawings, please. Send us your nudes. Please. Send Not pokey nudes. <laughs> pokey pokey nudes. nudes. Um, so today I, w- I want to talk about the uh, the idea that's been percolating inside my head for a uh, live action Pokemon um, featuring these, uh, inspired by these drawings that I saw. <clears throat> um, so it's going to, it would be a more... Um, not only more realistic, but a little more like the Pokemon have a, have a more like not necessarily terrifying, but some of them actually are like, if you ran into those in the wild, you'd be like, Oh, no, they're sh- fucking oh shit. I better turn and fucking run. Cause I it's just, just gonna- myself. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. The Eevees, like I know that they're supposed to be, be like little, the, the evolutions are also still scary. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want to be in an alleyway with that thing. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. Gotta go. Um, and just a giant Snorlax sleeping in the middle of your street would be fucking not only like kind of scary, but just really annoying. Like, God damn it, I'm gonna be late to work. There's a fucking Snorlax, yeah, blocking my way. The Gengar, by the way, the Gengar drawing he does. The Gengar is so creepy. The Ghastlies, the Gengar. That's oh, the uh, I can't remember which one it is. I want to say it's um, his uh, his rendering of giratina like haunts my dreams because while it's a giant dragon uh his interpretation of it being a giant centipede dragon is like oh i don't need that in my life uh that being said his dragonite is so derpy and adorable derpiest dragon i've ever seen in my life and i could sleep on my couch I know we're not talking about Detective Pikachu, but I do wonder how many live action Pokemon we will get to see in this movie. I mean, they've shown a few off in the previews, I believe. Yeah. Other than Pikachu. You see a Psyduck. You see Psyduck, um, Jigglypuff, Snorlax, Machamp. 
you see a lot of Squirtle uh, in there. Ninjago, Charmander's in there, right? Char- uh, Charizard's in there for sure. Charizard, uh, Squirtle, yeah. Bulbasaur. Don't we see a Lucario? I think, I think a Lucario's in there. Uh, I think a uh, Pancham is in there as well. Uh, for all of you non one genders out there who know what that Pokemon is, high for five. everyone under twenty. Uh, Fuck off. <laughs> Only the first gen matters. There, I said it. Oh, my God. I am. <laughs> I I stopped after 150 Terrible. or whatever it was, 151. I did not. The we one, did not. The ones yeah. that inspired me for this are mostly uh, first generation, so that's mostly what I'm going to be pulling from. Only because having over 700 different types is, would be just... Not types. Pokemon. Individuals. Species. And the first gen are the only ones we species. all really want to see anyway. Yeah. God I damn mean, it, RJ. I mean, well, if you're gonna have a live action PG thirteen Pokemon movie, you gotta have the you gotta have the old. Yeah, you gotta pull. You gotta, you gotta go you in there, man. Yeah, you gotta go Gen one if you're gonna. Get all these evolutions. Sorry, I'm looking at the art as we talk about this. Oh yeah, that Espeon creeps me out. Yeah, RJ Palmer, thank you so much for these. They're yeah, but if, if you're listening to this, just Google RJ Palmer Pokemon and it'll pop up, and uh, you can search. Yeah, you can uh, you can uh, look along as we as we go through these. Uh, so. Uh, the film would start off uh, nighttime, warehouse district, it's a quiet night, um, until the, uh, the, the silence is, is broken by two uh, big SWAT van teams. They uh, drive up to this warehouse. You have two teams of, uh, of SWAT officers piling out of the van. They would bust into this warehouse, um, and they'd be going down these long hallways, checking all the doors, until they finally get, they bust through a door. And um, what I'm picturing is, you know, you're like, you're a close up on the on the face of the of the lead SWAT guy, and he, as he busts into the room, he he looks up. There's a bunch of blue lights, and then it, it whip pans around, and there's just a room just full of magnemites and magnetons everywhere, just like electric, electricity shooting out everywhere. And then, but then like a Voltorb drops onto the ground. All the SWAT guys take off running, and then you cut to outside the warehouse, and then just everything just blows up around them. Um. So after that, you would cut to uh, later on, you got fire trucks there. And uh, so one of the things that I was thinking about would be who would be who would be good to be in this movie. And uh, my idea, you would you would pull Giovanni because you got to because he's like the original yeah. OP uh, villain for uh, Pokemon. And I was thinking uh, George Clooney would be a good would be a good uh, Giovanni. I think it'd be good to see him play play a villain, maybe get a little bit out of his comfort range as, yeah, as a sure. goof and like see him get angry every once in a while. Yeah, George Clooney, like, in his Ocean 11, like, look. Yeah. His Ocean 12 look, really, like, really a really good guy. Yeah. Um, so he's standing outside this uh, warehouse as the firefighters are putting it out, and then uh, one, uh, two castings that I'm not 100% sure, you would have uh, Jesse and James there. They would be in, like, white leather jackets and, you know, their white uniforms. There wouldn't be any R's because it should be, like, a more less silly subtle more a subtle version of the pokemon universe um so my my initial thoughts were based on their pairing in a movie they did not work together in but would be um uh cara delavine and uh dane dehan i think would be i think they'd be better in in these roles than as working opposed to each other as opposed to trying to be like a romantic considering they look they have the same face yeah and like he does not fit the harrison ford character at all like yeah uh valerian and, and the i still want to see that movie planets even though everything i've heard has been mixed to not good i still want to see it just to see 
just kind of make up my own mind mind on it i guess yeah i was i was kind of it was mostly just bored because there's no story at all it's just mm. like action scenes to cut together just and been, james from team rocket right yeah. yeah yeah what about uh aubrey plaza just throwing that out there who would be who would who would be her james Hmm. I don't know. While while on the topic of fan casting those two, uh two that I would throw out who I think have a, a decent chemistry together, um, and I think it would be really interesting to watch to see Drew them play. Barrymore and Adam Sandler. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> uh to, to see them play off of each other in in this aspect of this relationship as opposed to what they did previously would be um Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield. I would fan cast them as Jesse and James. They would be good. They have a real goofy friendship that mm-hmm. I dig on. They also dated and then now aren't dating. So, so can, that might not work. They can play brother and sister, I guess. That'd be. Are they brother and sister? They're not brother and sister. Uh, whoever, no, the they're just like childhood in that friends. Relationship oh, okay. would have a whoever whoever got dumped there would have a have a hard time with that. Yeah, you just you just you just. Uh, up the paycheck just up their paycheck and mm-hmm. be like yeah um so you'd have giovanni jesse james um they would come to him there would be some sort of cryptic back and forth between the two of them about you know he'd be asking them if if they had got something gotten something out of the building they would say it is or it it's not out of the building um so they have to wait till the fire crews um are done putting out the fire uh, from there, you would fade to a ferry terminal where you see a ferry pull up to a dock. You see a, a minivan driving off of it. And then, like, for this scene, you would have something like the arrival theme from Jurassic Park when they're landing in the helicopter and, like, driving through the gotcha. like yeah. a happy, bright um, type of score there. Um, and then you would, you would, like, go down to water level. You would just be, like, zooming across the water. You would go up over a hill, and you see that same minivan, and you would push down into the minivan and then you'd have like a mother and daughter like 11 year old who's going to be named ashley because we're doing the pokemon thing um gender swapping ash yeah. i'm about it i take um, it. it and if then, cosplayers can do it people making movies can do it yeah and then you would see you would see like uh one of the gyms from the original um red and red and blue red and blue <laughs> Uh, except it would be like covered in vines and kind of broken down and stuff because like this would be in a world after like when people look like have realized that like trapping animals into into prisons and making them fight for your enjoyment isn't really a cool thing anymore so it'd be kind of like that point where like being a pokemon trainer has been out of style for like 20 30 years so also oh, really... gonna love this movie yeah <laughs> except we're not going to euthanize any of the pokemon so Peta's not gonna like this. So they're gonna be against it. So you zoom in the car. You see that the girl is is unhappy, and her mom's trying to cheer her up. And they're they're going to go move in with Ashley's grandmother, but on her father's side. Um. So you so when they get to the grandmother's house, you know the mother and grandmother are trying to cheer up a- Ashley, except she's not. She's still upset. Um. At some point, we learn. We see pictures of of her father with a with an older guy, um, and then we learn that her father had disappeared at some point, so he's missing, and it's kind of semi recent. Um, they don't know where he is. Um, so you get a nice little uh, grandmother granddaughter moment there. Is um, her father Giovanni? 
No, her no. name's going to be Ash. Uh-huh. No, well, her name is Ash. Yeah, That's she's Ash. Was, maybe she was named after her dad. Yeah. That happens all the time. <laughs> or grandpa. Is it Gary? Is her dad Gary? Is it Gary? No. It's going to be, it's going to be a different, it's, it's not going to be, it's, it's not going to pull a hundred percent from, from that. <laughs> it's Brock. Uh, it's what we all named Brock. Gary in the video games. It's just asshole. Yeah. It's poopy. Her, dirty her dad. I always named him Poopy because <laughs> in red, he would always say, smell you later. <laughs> poopy smell, yeah. so smell you later. So um, is her dad Brock? Because we all know that lady's man abandoned a few children. Yeah, uh, shirtless Brock. It, it'll, it'll come up. It'll come up later. Okay. We'll get, we'll later get there in, in the later. movie. Yeah. Um, so after you have a couple of establishing scenes there, then you have Ashley um, goes to school. She sees uh, an older guy across across like the hall, busy hallway. She rec- recognizes him as the guy that was in the picture with her dad when he was younger. Um. Probably that would probably I would probably go with that name because he wouldn't be a professor. He'd be like just uh, just a regular teacher, Mister um, Oak, Mister yeah. Oak. Um, and I know that wonderful. Uh, he's <laughs> he's considered canceled with some people, but just just for like boo the, cancel culture. Just for the the trailer voiceover alone, I would want Liam Neeson in this role, just so you can get him doing a voiceover talking about Pokemon and. Uh, that's fair. I don't. Sorry, I honestly don't. I don't think Liam Neeson is actually canceled. Some uh, people, people are still trying, but I think really, yeah. I Why mean, are we canceling Liam. So Neeson? what happened was when he was younger. This was like twenty years ago. This was like thirty plus years ago. He was yeah. in his twenties. He was in his twenties. Um, a friend of his got brutally raped in Ireland, I believe it was. Yeah, when he was living there still. Um, so a friend of his got brutally raped. And she identified the person as a black man. And so he, being like just distraught and filled with anger, just roamed the streets for a few nights, just looking for the first black person who crossed him. And like he wanted to make it so that they would try to try to fight him so that he could beat the shit out of him. Yeah. He was just going to try to murder a black person because of the situation and what he was feeling at that time. And he did that for a couple nights and then realized this is a fucking stupid and shitty thing to do and to like a mindset to be in. And so never killed a black person. And that we know of that we know of, and so he's come out about it and it's been like, yeah, so this is a thing that I did in my past and I, I, it's not good and feel awful about it. Um, but it was a dark place in my life and it was that feeling of being in that dark place that he was trying to kind of key into for a role that he was playing, not playing the role of somebody trying to murder a random black person, but just somebody who is in a dark place. And so he's like, yeah, that is kind of a place that I went to remembering what that, that rage felt like. And everybody immediately jumped on. It was like, Liam Neeson wants to murder black people. He's canceled. And, you know, I mean, leaving the fact that it was 30 to 40 years ago and leaving behind the fact that we should encourage people to stop being racist and not be like, yeah, it doesn't matter. You're still canceled. So yeah. once a, once a thought, always a thought. 
not t-h-o-t no with a u <laughs> oh, okay. and an H. Um, the proper spelling of yeah uh so you know like i mean if he had killed a guy yeah it would be different, different conversation, story but like different, different story. story just randomly beat someone up would it would be different yeah if that was still a goal he was his, it'd be a different it's like yeah if that was very, like dude's like this was last tuesday yeah <laughs> like he was holy shit Liam he Neeson. did something he regrets i mean he didn't it, we've all done stupid shit we've under, all yeah. done like, stupid shit in our 20s yeah and we've all thought about doing stupid shit in our 20s and not done it right it's, everybody has looked into the void at one point or another yeah yeah, and so whether I'm or not his behavior, I'm just saying, like, you know, it was coming yeah. from a place of wanting to protect someone that was obviously very important to him. And so, the uh, fact that we all need to appreciate that he understood that the behavior was wrong. Right. Didn't act on said behavior. That's the thing that people are no, like a lot of people are just not. About it and didn't it didn't like it honest. dug up. Yeah, he was, yeah, like, he was the one happened. who brought it up. I was upset. I didn't. It was not about race. It was just about I. I want to fuck somebody up for what they did yeah. to my friend. And then the the, and the where the problem the closer came. They look to like the person who possibly did this to my friend. Yeah, the right. better. Um, and that was like a lot of people were, and I've heard a lot of people who um are all races, or whatever, talk about this, and like a lot of um like black people. It's been like. That was technically, yes, a kind of racism, but I don't think he's a racist. And uh, another problem that kind of came up for him from this was the fact that he did that interview. And then the next like five interviews he did after that were all people being like, so. Welcome to the show, racist Liam Neeson and him having to like be like, no, so re reliving that conversation again and just like so every interview he did for a while was that interview and he just probably didn't want to have that conversation that's not something you want to relive over and over and over. it's really not if it's something you've already tapped into for a role and you've already had to relive those memories yeah not something you want to re-tap constantly yeah yeah i mean it's it's not it's not vigo mortensen dropping the n-bomb this year Talking about Green Book. Oh shit! Oh, really? Yeah. What? Oh. Yeah. So that's like that's How one of the reasons. How is that not a bigger story than this shit? Because it's, it's because everyone loves it, because Vigo. yeah, everyone loves Vigo. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody loves bag of donuts, and nobody <laughs> nobody wants to get behind Liam Neeson. Uh, it, what a lot of what people latched onto uh, was fuck? that I'm just baffled that that happened. Yeah, I'm I know. Googling that. Yeah. Right if I now. wasn't on a social media strike right now, I'd yeah, um, a lot of a lot of what people latched onto. I've already onto seen two posts. I was like, no, no, no. Was that in that initial interview, um, which everybody? Like people who were in the room was like he used air quotes to emphasize what he was saying, which is why there's an emphasis in him in his words right there. Uh, but he was saying he was looking for some black bastard to kill. And so everybody latched onto that because of the pause and the emphasis he used. But when you're talking like in that, it's like, of course, that he was talking about the mindset he was in. He didn't use the n-word like <laughs> fucking hell yeah so uh i think the the moral of the story is we accept a former racists uh current ones go go straight to hell yeah jeez. Uh, former you've ones seen the air in your ways and are actively trying to correct it 
Well, we'll good on you. Yeah. Have a good conversation with you. Hey, um, Liam Neeson, come on the podcast. We 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 support you, Liam. We support you, Liam Neeson. And won't make you have a conversation about this. We won't talk about racism. We won't talk about. We hear you event. have a very particular set of skills, and we hope one of them is talking on a podcast. It, we'll just make. I'll, I'll write you a monologue to do for my fake trailer. Um, but that's that's about as 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 hard as we're going to go. So, uh, yeah, we'll let you talk about your kids. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so anyway, uh, Ashley sees Liam Neeson uh, across a busy hallway. She's like, hey, I recognize that guy. Um, and then all like at a different point in time, she's like walking to or from class. She sees another kid getting bullied by like this group of kids. And like the kid is like, hey, help me. And she just walks away because that's not where she is as a character at this point. That's not um, where I am as a character at this point. <laughs> hey, you getting bullied. You deserve it. Um I mean, no, I just want don't want my ass kicked as well. <laughs> yeah, I've always been that like that self preservation. I'm just like, do I have like I'm a big nerd too? Don't yeah. kill me. Do they want two nerds to beat up on? Because that's what I'll hand them. Um. So then uh, later on, either it'll be uh, uh probably later that day or maybe a few days later. Uh, she actually goes into uh, his office. He'll, he can be like a biology teacher. Probably don't have a zoology in like middle school. So it had to be like a biology or something like that. Cryptozoology. Cryptozoology. <laughs> um, and then she'll see like he'll be working on a computer. She'll see some like grainy images of some mythological creatures. Um, then she'll be talking to him about that. He'll t- tell her about Pokemon. She'll be like, oh, I thought we'll pull a Force Awakens. And be like, oh, well, I thought that was a myth. And then he'll pull a Harrison it's Ford. True. It's true. All of it. All of it. Luke. The Force. Um, Solid it. impression, maybe by the I way. Should do, maybe, <laughs> I, maybe I can have it be Harrison Ford and I'll just do the monologue myself. Um, Let's see. So yeah, they'll have a conversation about Pokemon. Then he'll uh, he'll reveal that he knows her name. She'll be like, "How do you know my name?" Then he'll reveal that yes, he actually did mentor her father when her father was a kid. He was like the last generation of Pokemon trainers. Um, and then he'll she'll they'll be talking about that, and then he'll reveal that like there are powerful people out there that are looking for uh, Pokemon. <coughs> Um, to do like nefarious stuff with and that's why he's kind of keeping it a secret so it's like a secret thing uh to keep uh they want to keep away from everybody um let's see at this point we can cut to uh like a busy street corner you'll see someone in like a a big fedora and a trench coat walking down the street super non-suspicious yeah except it'll be you'll be like something will seem a little off about it and you realize that like the angle is very low and you're like looking right over this person's shoulder they'll turn around and then it'll end up being meowth voiced by simon Pegg. wrong gilbert godfrey <laughs> no i'm on board with simon Pegg. <laughs> I'm, I'm down with simon Pegg. Simon Pegg. that's fair meowth. <laughs> I'm, I'm about that so he'll he'll enter the giovanni's building he'll go up there'll be another scene with uh jesse james and him There'll be some sort of some sort of conversation whether where are they discussing the MacGuffin? The, the the MacGuffin and also Giovanni is trying to find Liam Neeson because he they know that Liam Neeson probably has the information about where the these Pokemon are being are being held at the moment. 
Can I go back to casting for Jesse and James for a second? Yeah. And I'm not 100% sure on, Jess, on um, Jesse still, but can we talk about maybe Tom Holland for James? I James has a very flamboyant way about him, and yeah. he's a very dancey, and he's very comfortable with the way his body moves and who he is. And I think that, right, I've just- and he is I a man of re- culture- <laughs> Who appreciates anime titties as well? Yeah, um, I just rewatched the um, the lip sync battle, the lip sync battle of Tom Holland, and I'm just it reminds me that he's he did Billy Elliot, the stage production of Billy Elliot, and he's I just feel like he would be good. What about Taron Egerton? No, no he's too he's too, class. He's too old at this point i think also, also? Too, uh, too old or at this appears point. to be too old whereas yeah. like somebody really? i mean dane dehan is like in his 40s but he's always look like he'll always look like he t- he's 12 and yeah. he's got like the voice for it where he's kind of like that has that like airy oh, i don't voice. know like dane DeHaan, i f- i feel like i've heard dane dehan talk during movies but i still can't get like i could never pinpoint like Oh, that's what Dane DeHaan sounds like. <laughs> Unless it's him being like, curse you, Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, I think the, his best role was actually with Aubrey Plaza. So they might actually be able to work well together. But it's a movie called uh, Life After Beth. It's uh, like during a zombie apocalypse, she like gets killed and then comes back to life. Spoilers. And he's like hiding her. It's a pretty, it's a pretty funny movie. Um, so yeah, uh, so they have the meeting at the tower. That's when we it gets revealed that Giovanni is looking for Liam Oak. Um, I did look up to see who he was, by the way. And Dane DeHaan? Yeah, yeah, I still don't know who he is. He's the bro from Chronicle? Chronicle. Oh, yeah. Amazing I do like him. But yeah, Chronicle is a cool movie. I never I actually saw that one. That's the one I haven't seen, actually. It was, but, it was interesting. And I feel like that's Takes kind of the same. Seattle. Sort of. Yeah, that's right. the same kind of Vancouver, but yeah. Where he gets Wait, for real? picked on. I mean, I'm sure they, they filmed it in, them all. They film everything in Vancouver and then call it Seattle. Yeah. They you do, do show the skyline at some point. Well, you do all your second unit in yeah. Seattle. <laughs> yeah. It still counts. Yeah. <laughs> um, Just like I Zombie takes Chronicle. place in Seattle. So you would have, uh, after that, you cut back to at some point later on back at the school, um, Ash and uh, Ashley. Oops. Uh, and uh, Liam Oker having some sort of conversation when Jesse and James bust into the room. Uh, Ashley hides in like a some sort of closet or something because they find they are alerted that these dangerous people are coming. Giovanni shows up. They have this confrontation. They're arguing. Um, Giovanni wants the information. Liam Oak doesn't want to give it to him. Um, sidebar I like that his name is just Liam Oak now yeah um, <laughs> before Ashley hides in the cupboard like he gives her like this big like big wooden box that she doesn't know what's in it he's like keep this safe um, it's Pokemon shh, don't spoil <laughs> don't spoil this movie that's never coming out so, I'm sorry uh, spoiler alert, <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll she's find hiding. this box yeah <laughs> Uh, she's so she's hiding in the thing. They're having a, an argument, and then in some way that you can get away with it in a PG because this would try to keep it PG, so you'd have a family thing. Um, 
Limok gets killed by Giovanni as he's laying there about to die. He he yells at Ashley to, to get out of there. So she busts out of the thing. She goes running down the hall, gets on her bike, rides down to the waterfront. Um, and then you have this, you have a, uh, whenever I'm picturing this, this chasing in my head, I'm always thinking of that, uh, from inception where he's running through the hotel. No, we're like through the, like the favelas in, in, uh, Africa. Uh, where are they? Somewhere in oh, Africa. Oh, um, isn't it, is it Cairo? And then Cairo? I don't remember. Um, but anyway, like that theme, like with like the really fast drums. Yeah. 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 You have like that. That we playing. And if you're listening to the home, just pull up that track from the inception well, soundtrack and listen to this while I'm talking to you about it. It's a real solid track. Yeah. Would you have that, that the, the, like the part that just gives me anxiety every time is where like he's going down that alleyway. That's too small. And he gets like trapped <laughs> in it for a second and like has to like pull himself out every time i'm just like oh my god that is too tight of a space why are buildings built that way well you could have a a, a a thing where she's like has to hide behind a bunch of boxes or whatever and she has to like squeeze through a bunch of boxes and that's when you have like the different layers of different harmonic strings slowly yeah. building on top of each other as they're like standing right next to her and she's like hiding behind these boxes and trying to get away um eventually she does make it down to the waterfront where liam oak had told her about a guy that he knows um at the moment, I'm just calling him Nolan in my head because... Will he be played by Nolan North? Uh, no, this one, I'm thinking Idris Elba. Oh, okay. As, like, you know, lovable rogue guy. Down I think at the waterfront? Yeah. yeah. Um, I would let him use his, Solid. his natural accent this time because nobody lets him get to do that, really, in movies. He, they usually make him try to do something else. Um I think with this, do I not know what Idris say, Elba like actually John's sounds face like? <laughs> doesn't know what accent Idris Elba really is. He is English. Yeah, he is English. He is like English. he is in the Thor movies or the Pacific Rim movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, Pacific Rim. That's none of the accents in that movie match any of the he, actors. Well, was, yeah. uh, well, never mind. <laughs> do, do, <laughs> I'll just gonna say for, you're right. I he does have that. Act, I kind of yeah. I'm not going to say anything about the Avengers. Yeah, that's fair. But he does kind of have the English accent in the Avengers. Yeah. 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 Kind of. Um, like, have you ever seen the show Luther? That's pretty much the only place he, does, he uses his real accent. because it was produced by BBC. Yeah. They're going to let him use um, his real accent. And unless it's you're more, David Tennant. Because he's, he's less like the upper, the posh Vict- or Victorian, yeah, Shakespearean. The, like the, yeah, like you're saying like middle regular, class British. Yeah, he's the middle class British accent. Um, so you'd have Nolan, he'd be on a boat, like, you know, like a busted down steamer type of deal. Um, so she would be run up to him. She would be trying to get him to be on the boat. Of course, he's going to be like pulling up crab pots or whatever people do when they're in Crabby movies. No. <laughs> on, 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 when you, you know, when guys are working on boats where they're just doing busy work with ropes during conversations every time. Or just literally just have it be busy work of him just working with ropes but never producing anything. He's yeah. just always constantly tying knots to nothing. Tying knots, <laughs> wrapping things around things. Just tying loose pieces of rope into <laughs> knots. Yeah. Like throwing it on the floor. Pots or rigging. Yeah. Um, and then, then at this point you would see uh, Jesse and James. They would be come out. They would probably have guns at this point so they can start shooting at them. That way Nolan has reason to get away. Um, also up the tension a little bit go a little more old school Steven Spielberg and not have not have to be walkie talkies walkie talkies Um, stop them my walkie talkie (laughs) 
Um, so there'd be a couple of gunshots. Um, she would jump on the boat. They would pull out of there and get away just in time. Um, so then uh, after that, there'd be a scene when they were uh, out on the ocean. They'd be talking about his family. She would see find a, a picture of his son. They would talk about how he hasn't seen his son because he's been out on the water doing whatever lovable rogues do on the water. Um, at this point, then this would be like one of the, this would be the first big Pokemon action scene. I'm thinking an epic underwater battle between a Blastoise and a Tentacruel. I think it'd be pretty sweet. You would see that there was like bust out of the water. There'd be water cannons. There'd be tentacles everywhere. Um, you had me at tentacles everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Kraken titties. Um, <laughs> Uh, at some point, the the ship would get da- would get damaged, and then there would be like a storm would come in with this big battle because of all the water turbulence or whatever would create this like storm system that comes in. They would get washed, um, get washed away. You could they go underwater. You can cut to black. Um, they would be washed ashore on an on like a beachy sandy beach. I mean. Beachy sand. A beachy sand. A beachy sand. A beachy, a beachy sandy beach. A beachy post shore area. <laughs> um, Real quick, I want to interject. Uh, I, I'm in 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 the liner notes of this. I just want to say uh, there's an, an interior scene in the boat uh, where they are. Uh, they've they've been like talking and they're kind of forming a little bit of a bond and well i don't know the actual name of the song so i'm just going to refer to it as what i think it might be called um then we cut to a scene of them doing a lively rendition of show me the way to go home from jaws just to just to really well what i was thinking was um when they get on the boat and since they're like pulling away you would slowly pull back before you cut to the them later on when they're out in the ocean is having a version of wheel in the sky but just as like the opening guitar part style okay not where the full band comes in so it would be like a more stripped back version yeah for sure because i'm always kind of disappointed when the band comes in and it gets more that like full power chord yeah, there. <laughs> like, i wish it would just stay like the the plingy so just like find someone to do like a version of that like just like flamenco that, that style almost yeah um rodrigo and gabriella hell yeah yeah doing wheel in the sky hey rodrigo and gabriella please hey guys, sponsor, sponsor the, the podcast. podcast please do a, a version of this song and please do the theme song for the moist boys give podcast us, <laughs> give us uh, give us a, a royalty cut for giving you the idea um you're welcome so i just wanted to uh pause in the story real quick uh to get some more casting ideas so two names that i had in my head and i'm not sure where they would fit in exactly i would want the mom and then like a not officer jenny but maybe a detective jennifer something or other um so the two names that i was thinking were, were um lucy lou i think would be a good in this role because i would want it to be you would want to all, all different types of people okay okay um so i think she would be good as like a, a detective maybe or even the mom Oh, you're gonna have her oh okay gotcha gotcha um one of those two and i think someone that's uh underrated as an actor um i would i would have olivia munn play one of these parts i think i she would could. i would probably throw her in as the detective same um or second choice um or actually you know what who uh, yeah i would throw i would throw her in the mom position um <laughs> <laughs> <Is that> like- <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
You know what? You know what? Please explain. <laughs> Fuck you all. Won. Fuck all of you. Um, it's like missionary, but she's making you dinner at the same time. <laughs> it just makes you feel real safe. Uh, anywho, fuckers. Calls you a bad boy the whole time. No. Tells you to go to your room. Don't. God damn it. Anyways. Anyway. Are you going to put me spanking. in the position later? God. <laughs> Well, this went off the rails. <laughs> Anywho, anyway, I would were there ca- rails ever? Were there ever rails? Who was getting with? railed? Uh, the mom, apparently. Damn it, <laughs> railing that mom. Anyhow, <laughs> I would I would cast uh, Constance Wu as the mom. Ooh. Okay. What is she in again? She's in uh, Fresh Off the Fresh Off the Boat. Uh, she's also in Crazy Rich Asians. I've not um, seen either of those. Okay, I will. Oh, well, I will. I'll, you I'll, should I'll, because they're both great. <laughs> also, Constance Wu, we love you. Please sponsor this podcast, Constance Wu. Uh, just a random side note: she's a smoke show. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Mama's gonna let it lie. Is that similar to a mom position? Um, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> uh, okay, I can see that. She could. I. Any one of those three, I mean, you're not going to smoke show. You're not going to be able to go wrong. Also, ooh, also, secondary choice. Sorry, but she is secondary choice. Uh, Ming Na Wen. Ooh. Also, hashtag, hashtag smoke, smoke show. show. She could be. Also, uh, don't know who that is. She's really? from uh, ER. Oh, she was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Agents, Agents of, of Shield. Shield. She did yeah. Mulan's voice. She did Mulan's voice. She would be good oh, really? as. Uh, yeah. She was Chun Li in the Street Fighter movie. She was uh, okay. She'd be good as a Nurse Joy. You could have pull her in there because that would Ooh, work well with this part where they wash up on this village. Um, at this point, no one would disappear for a while because Idris Elba is going to be busy with a lot of stuff. So you just want to, yeah, not get him too invested in this. Um, let's let's cast more Asian people so we can <laughs> pat ourselves on the back as a group of white people while simultaneously <laughs> denigrating them for their looks. <laughs> objectifying I can't them help we're just it saying if asian people are sexy shows. um we love you we love asian people uh so actually washes was just gonna say we love them specifically. <laughs> okay yeah them specifically yeah it was not going to go on the racist <laughs> it's not racist stereotyping um how sexy they are yes that classic stereotype of sexy asians that probably is. I'm not that, yeah, that's fair, but it's earned. When I say it out loud, you know it does. It does sound a lot worse. Um, so Ashley washes up on the shore. Um, she gets brought into like a doctor's office where you get your nurse Joy. Um, she also meets. You could introduce another child character, like a little boy around Ashley's age. They get to be friends. Um, after a certain amount of time, you'd probably cut back and forth between Jesse and James and Giovanni because you always want to have Jesse beating up on James and then Giovanni getting pissed at both of them. You could throw a Persian in there getting angry. Um, you could have some scenes. A Persian like the Pokemon, not yeah. somebody from Persia. <laughs> that, that, yeah. Damn it. <laughs> not, uh, <laughs> we have to go back and clarify. I was not going to say anything to see if you. That's, that's not me trying to get Cliff Curtis into this movie. That's me talking about the Pokemon. Apologies to the world. Um, also, again, we need to find a character for them, but we need Daniel Day Kim to be in this movie um, and uh, Yoon Jin Kim as well. Just to get just to get that uh that lost reunion that going. lost reunion going um 
they could be oh you would want to have um to get the officer jenny in there you can have some scenes in like a in a police department you can bring one of them as like the lieutenant that's in charge and have the two detectives go yeah. visit the mom explain what's going on um i'm not sure exactly how yet you'd want to get whoever plays the mom kind of involved in the story but i would want you you know you want the mom character to do something more than I mean, just if sit you're spending worrying. Constance Wu money, she's going to do something in the movie. <coughs> um, I mean, to be fair, in Pokemon Red, all your mom did was just be like, "Go have an adventure." Here's your fucking backpack. Get out. Yeah. Get out. I got a fuck Professor Oak. I got a man coming over later. Get out of my house, kid. Let that- me introduce you to Uncle Professor Oak. <laughs> <laughs> that was. That was probably like the po- the the whole thing was awful, but that was like the first sign for me that something was going wrong in the Pikachu I Choose You, where they completely rewrote the entire Professor Oak thing. Yeah, where he just like goes up by himself to this creepy old guy's. Like they got rid of all the people that were cha- cheering yeah, for him, and like, like his mom of- just like throws a backpack at him, like get the like- hell out of town, <laughs> son of a bitch. Like, it wasn't, like, a thing. It was just, she was just kicking him out of the house. Yeah. And then uh, one of the most egregious things in that movie was that... It was made. (laughs) The the fact that it was made... uh, I mean, I was fine with the idea of it being made, but, like, how hard they went into the, like, revisionist history bullshit on that. Um, Not having Brock or Misty be in it at all and having it not be about the friends that he makes on his journey until he meets the new movie friends that he befriends. I mean, the the point of the original show was literally about the friends you make along the way. Literally mm. is the point of the show. <laughs> Not for this movie. No. Uh, and then also nobody, nobody goes to Celadon city for their third badge. Never in the history of the game. Movie is canceled. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, if you have if you have Netflix, just go on to Pikachu. I choose you. Start and the film. Watch it. Immediately go down to the thumbs down and then leave. <laughs> don't even don't even interact with it. Um, so after she's in the like the medical center and she gets all patched up, she meets this kid. She, she tells him she's trying to get to this place. He says, "Oh, that sounds familiar." So they go to this tower, um, and that's where you have the lavender tower where all the ghosts are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you this I think this you can have like a really cool creepy thing where she has to go up. She has to go through this tower. There's like actual scary ghosts and if you go onto RJ Palmer's Google thing of the gasoline gengar and that it's like it's actually scary ghosts. It's like mm-hmm. you want to give kids a good a good spook now and then. Have we uh we haven't discussed casting for Ashley. Uh I think that'd be really hard to do. Just because in the theoretic, like, I don't know any children, very many children actors. Are you not Googling child actors all the time? <laughs> nope. I tend to not Google pictures of small children. That could be what about, movies. Uh, who, uh, I don't know her name. She plays Eleven. On uh, Millie things. Bobby Brown. Thank you. Millie Bobby Brown. Decidedly not Asian if her mom is Constance Wu. Awesome. Yes. I mean, Correct. Constance Wu, Lucy Liu, or Olivia Munn, that would still wouldn't work. Yeah. Love you, Mona. Be they look similar. Yeah, I mean, she Millie Bobby Brown could be Olivia Munn and uh, quarterback bros. 
Well, when kid. I reveal who the dad is, then you'll realize that it's oh, okay, okay. that it's not, not possible. Yeah, it's not going to work. Um, is it Ash? No. Is it Brock? Did no. I spoil is it? it? Is Professor it Daniel Oak? Day Kim? No. Oh, okay. It's Professor Oak. I do, I completely forgot about the two of them, but they would it would be good in there somewhere. Yeah. Um. So yes, they they go up in this tower. She gets to like. So it's like a tower where you have to like go up to the top and then you go through a thing and it like takes you into it like it's right up against a mountain. So it is like, it's like a staircase up to a mountain pass that you have to get to, but you have to like, nobody goes through there because there's all these ghosts and everyone is too afraid. Um, so when she gets to the top, that's when she runs into, um, there's like this ghostly figure. Oh, Benedict Wong needs to be in here somewhere too. It's not just going to be Asian people. Like No, I know. We're full... just going, leaning hard and like, fuck, Ken Watanabe needs to be in here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, because he Ken needs... Jong needs to be in there. Yeah. Mm. Um, because <laughs> <laughs> if you need someone to scream, <laughs> Michael Bay ruined him for me. So That's fair. Um, Michael Bay ruined a lot of things. <laughs> but you need a moment where uh, there's going to be a Pokemon battle and then Ken Watanabe says, let them fight. <laughs> Um, <coughs> so the person I was thinking to play her dad is uh, Hiroyuki Sanada um, he's in a film called Sunshine with Chris Evans um, oh he's uh, he plays Shinjin in the Wolverine like her brother I think it is oh okay yeah yeah that yeah, yeah, yeah that's who I was thinking for her dad oh, okay he's got He's got the gravitas and the voice and the, yeah, yeah, for sure. I want him to be my dad too. So I was like, who do I want to be cast as my dad? If my dad was, <laughs> who do I else? want to call daddy? <laughs> I want to call him daddy. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's who I was, I think would be good for that. That's fair. Um, but you know, in that case, I want to go back and then say my original, the original that popped into my head when we were talking about the mom character uh, I'm going to say Susan Sarandon. Probably too old for that role right now. <laughs> I'm going to stick with my my two choices. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I got nothing. <laughs> um, and then, you, you know, you can cut back to have, because, you know, my I have a pretty loosely sketched out thing here, so you would have more scenes with the mom, um, Giovanni, and, you know, cutting back and forth. Everyone's trying to get out to this island to get to this thing. Um, so yeah, she, she gets up to the top of the thing. Her father appears. He's trying to di- dissuade her from going through the thing. She cries. She says, you know, all this stuff. And then she realizes he's not her dad. And that's kind of like her rite of passage to get through, through the doorway. So these two characters, Ashley and this little boy, they go through the doorway and they get out into this like valley area. Trying to, trying to, trying to think in my head, like, I know he's like 23 at this point, but Finn Wolfhard will always look like a 12 year old. <laughs> maybe we don't go that route though. No, maybe like if you find the next John Boyega and attack the block, something like that could yeah, work that's too. Fair. Um, so they go, go out into this valley and like, and this is where like you really start picking up into the live action Pokemon stuff. Um, and I was thinking like even ramping up the sizes to make it be more like a feel, like a Jurassic Park feel rather than like this Pokemon's four feet tall. And you're like, yeah, it's eh, not too intimidating. That doesn't make Ponyta is two foot four. Yeah. 
See, how do you ride a horse that's two foot four? So like I'm, I'm imagining like they they they're standing next to this tree and all of a sudden it starts moving and like you pull back and it's actually like a venusaur and it makes making dinosaur no- noises. Um, so you can have all this stuff and then so they're being taken to this like location because there's like this information is inside the box that they have. Um, so eventually they get to a volcano. And this is, you get another kind of scary action scene where they, they cr- come across this nest full of eggs. It cracks open. There's a little uh, Charmander inside. And then you see, then you can see like the shadows, like you can get like overhead shots and there's like shadow shadows running back and forth. And that's when you find out there's a Charmeleon. So you would have these, these would be based more on like Allosaur, Velociraptor, not Velociraptors because they were tiny, but. Jurassic Whatever. Park versions of Velociraptors, yeah. kind of. So you would have that kind of scene. Um, then they would go running out, and then one of the one of the trailer shots in my head is like the the two Ashley and the, and the little boy character like run out of this, like run out of a cave, and like a giant Charizard like busts through the rock after them. I think that'd be. Pretty, I I can see that. I can visualize that in my yeah. head. Um, like you could you could almost. Um, you could uh what's the word i'm looking for you could stipulate that like the pokemon if you if you wanted to go that right you could be like the pokemon that live in this volcano like grew to an unnormal size um, or like, like even in this valley where they haven't been like yeah. captured and kept in pokeballs like what their actual size is left naturally to grow yeah might be a little bit heavy heavy handed on the like uh conservation kind of note but uh i think that would like fit it still into the it whole. still has a, a it would still play i think yeah and then um you could also have like i was thinking like you could have uh growlis and our canines at the police department as like the canine unit i think that'd be pretty cool like also what i was gonna say um when you were talking about at the beginning like the the team of like swat guys um on the 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 youtube um when they redid the like pokemon red that thing one of the episodes they did had like a police SWAT team that had like Machamps with the SWAT guys like going in. Um, but if we're if we're leaning more away from like Pokemon in servitude roles, then maybe not have. But I mean, like that's a job. But yeah, like you, maybe you could have like one in the background. It's like in the SWAT outfit, but it's like yeah. a big giant dude, and you're like, that looks weird. That's a big giant dude. Yeah. What the hell is that? Um. So then you could have, you know, you could have a bunch of chase sequences and running away BS around here where they, you know, killing a bunch of, t- kill 20 to 30 minutes with them running away from different size yeah. Pokemon. Um, let's see. And then this would be like with the point where everyone like slowly comes together all in the same locations. So you'd have Jesse, James, Giovanni, um, Officer Jenny, her mom, they would all show up at this like this place, and that's when you would find out that um, her dad is actually still alive, and he's been like living in this valley because he's trying to find like there's this like power that everyone's trying to that Giovanni's trying to get a hold of, and so like Professor Oak could have thought that her dad was trying to like protect it, but he's actually been trying to find it because he wants to use it himself. So it could be like a thing where like. What I was thinking was like, like to juxtapose with the kid being bullied earlier, you know, you know, her dad is turning this on trying to like 
and between him and Giovanni, they're like these bullies that she has to stand up to. Gotcha. And like, yeah. Like casting her as someone that doesn't stand up to anybody or anything is like is easily like pushed around. But like this is the point where she and by has the to end of like, it, she earns that like I am going to stand up and actually like do something in this moment now. Yeah. Um and then so you would find out that her dad has actually been like training the Charmanders and Charizards to like fight for him. That's when she takes her Pokeball out and then there'd be um there'd be a Dragonite inside of it. So these would be like, you know, actual dragons like a dragon size two dragon sized things and they would be fighting each other. And then like the one image that I was thinking of where like the Charizard and the Dragonite are like fighting together and they like fall on top of her dad, like on this like mountaintop where they're standing or whatever. And like the thing falls away. Giovanni, Jesse James have to escape. Um, and then you would have, um, Idris Elba would come back at some point around this time. Cause like maybe they would find him on the beach mm. and then after Jenny and her mom would, he would be like, yeah, I know who that is. So they would bring him along to find her real quick. Another trailer shot. Uh, would be of the battle between the Charizard and the Dragonite where you would have them flying um, and you would have them like spiraling each other and then they would get up to a certain point where they were like building up their attacks and then Charizard would do a flamethrower, Dragonite would do a hyper beam and it would meet in the middle and cause this like giant explosion yeah. like giant blinding light that would look fucking awesome yeah um <laughs> See, I'm, I'm talking everybody into this. <laughs> well, those that are listening anyway. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh-huh. Cake is delicious. The I cake like is cake. a lie. Cake is, the only thing real is, is nostalgia. <laughs> also strawberry cake. Also yeah. strawberry cake. Um, what the recess was for was for cake. And then, so let's see. So yeah, so like that's been taken care of. And then... um. You have uh, Ashley would decide to stay out um, to be a, like not necessarily a Pokemon trainer, but like like a protector to make sure that like that place they stay was safe. safe. Yeah, um, and that's when you have like you could have her like you would start far away. She'd be standing like a bluff somewhere, and you would like do the zoom in. She was, and I wouldn't have her be named Ash Ketchum because that's just too like on the nose, yeah. kind of dumb kind of thing. But, you know, she'd be like, "I'm Ash so and so." And I'm, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then you would have like the score would build up and the strings would build up and then it would blend into the original Pokemon theme from the old cartoon. Like the theme song? Like, yeah. Gotta get your mouth. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that would be, and then the credits would roll and then I would put a, a stinger scene in there because you have to have your stinger Gotta scene. Gotta have a stinger scene that has Mewtwo in it. <laughs> so it would be, it would be, uh, like there would be like sparks and like it'd be like in the warehouse after the explosion. So there'd be like all this rubble and everywhere. And then you would be like a slow pan through all the, all things would come to this test tube and it slowly pan up on the test tube and the score is getting, you know, bigger and bigger and scary and yeah. scary. You would see Mewtwo's face. And then right as it opens its eyes, there's like the big crescendo and then it cuts to black and that would be the end. Yep. That's, that's accurate. <laughs> that's how that stinger goes. Yeah. So that would be, uh, <clears throat> That'd be how how that ends. Um, so for the for the the trailer that plays in my head, it plays to the the Man of Steel theme song. Um, so if you just type 
Man of Steel theme. It should pop up on on uh, YouTube. I'll play it after this to get so that we can kind of get the image to that. But the the final uh, the final um, uh, image of the trailer would be the the Charizard like doing a. a a T-Rex roar while shooting flames into the sky. And then I would cut to black over it. And then you would fade in the, the title, the Pokemon logo. Yeah. Pokemon title. I would say, um, I would refont the word Pokemon. I would not do the blue and yellow. It would, I would probably just do like, instead of doing it like the tilted with like the, the shadow, the blue shadow with mm. the, I would probably just, just do like a double layer gold. Okay. So you would have like the outline and then like the or inner or outer outline around that and just have a gold and shiny and, and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, that's, that was, that's my idea for the movie that will never be made, but I think it's <laughs> fucking awesome. Um, good job guys. We made a good movie. <laughs> uh so yeah thank you to everyone who listened today um hopefully i'll get some of that uh some of that uh, pokemon seo traffic pickup putting this out at the right time yeah get Uh, a lot of those oops listens yeah like wait what the the fuck is this i'll just call the video uh detective pikachu review and see how long (laughs) everyone can get in before they they give up uh so thank you everyone for listening i will uh do some more uh, stuff and uh, yeah. Bye. Hey everybody. Uh, after we finished recording, uh, we realized that we had forgotten to discuss the most important aspect of any uh, franchise. And that is the theme song. So uh, after a brief uh, kerfuffle, we did get back together and uh, discussed that. So uh, after we uh, listened to that, that will be the actual end of the episode so uh, thank you for listening uh, go ahead and follow at moist boys pod on twitter you can also find us on patreon um, at patreon.com slash moist boys podcast we have uh, a lot of cool stuff we want to do and uh, with your help we can uh, get that done so uh, once again thank you for listening and uh, we will uh, talk at you guys again later i hate to say it because I'm not a huge fan of the... I mean, I, I don't know. I like some of their stuff. But Panic! at the Disco would probably do a really cool version they of it. They would! Mm. Mm. That gets a groan from me. Just. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> typically, yes. But we gotta... How about Nickelback? keep it well-rounded here. Keeping and it well-rounded. I mean, you gotta, you gotta get the kids into the theater, right? Right. Then ki- kids love them Panic! at the Discos. The Panic! at the Discos? Kids love the Panic! at the Disco. I'm thinking you have to get, like, with the range that that person, I don't know if it's a guy or a woman that does the original. It's a guy. guy. It's a guy. To get that range, though, it's a pretty rare thing. He gets way up there. So he I think really you'd have to get, like, a woman to do it. Let's have Ghost do it. Let's have the metal band Ghost <laughs> do the Pokemon theme song. Uh, I mean, there are plenty of, like, there are plenty of male singers who have, like, a crazy, ridiculous range. Um, if as long as you're looking for somebody who can't like control controlled environment studio singing is a completely different beast from like live performance, um, and somebody who has a really good vocal range, 
in his comfort zone, which is his studio and not as a performing artist because he never considered himself a performing artist is Gautier. So Gautier gets my vote. Oh yeah. That would be kind of an interesting I rendition. think he would do really well with it. I think he could yeah, I think he could pull it off. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Perfect. Solved it. <laughs> Done. 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 Done